Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to have Carrie Green back on to discuss a proper mindset from a Christian perspective. And we have lots of scripture to back this up, but I want to highlight one piece of scripture in particular, and that is Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. From this, we're going to take and we're going to apply this to our daily lives so we can learn how to walk with God in a proper manner and uh, how to change our lives for the better. This is part one of two. Welcome to Cool Explorations. Today we have the return of Carrie Green, and we're going to be talking about the proper mindset in regards to our Christian faith. Uh, we already read Romans 12 too, which is a perfect verse for what we are discussing today. Uh, so we'll get right into it, Carrie. Today, what do you mean by mindset in regards to Christianity and our Christian walk? Yeah, well, I think there's a number of things you could mean when you say that. When I say it, I mean the way that you think about God, about the world, about yourself, about other people. Uh, there are truths revealed in the scripture about those things that we as Christ followers should be adopting and should be adapting to in the way that we interact in the world. And so to have the proper mindset is to kind of kind of immerse yourself in God's truth and begin to think as God thinks about all those things. So as believers, I think this is important because we we wake every morning or every day, whenever we wake, whether it's morning or evening or whatever, you know, you might work a swing shift. But whenever you start your day, your mindset as a human being is kind of in a default place. And that's usually thinking about you, how your body feels. Uh, what's going on with your health, the stress you carried yesterday, the things you encountered right before you went to bed. I mean, all those things just flood your mind. And if we enter into our day with that default mindset, we're already on the wrong road in terms of how we're going to live in obedience to Christ. And so I think it's it's crucial that we learn how at the beginning of our day, whenever that is, to get our minds in the right place. Yeah, and that's very true. And today's society is everything about me and yeah. what's good for me, what feels good for me, um, or what I think about something rather than what does the Bible have to say about this? Um, what does God think about this? Um, and focusing everything on God's glory, I think that is is key to, rem to remembering and everything that we do is it's supposed to be about God's glory. And about what is going to be reflecting well upon Christ uh, and walking the way he walked. Yeah. And if I could just interject something there, Tony. Yeah, sure. We say that very easily as Christians. Oh, yeah, it's about God's glory. But do we really know what we're talking about when we say that? It's not that we have a God who is an egotist who needs everybody to stroke him and, and tell him how good he is. It's that yeah. when we honor God and when we we... We don't make him look good. We just reveal how good he really is. He is, he is like that flame that attracts the moth. He, he draws people to himself by the glory of who he is. And so when our lives and our mindset and our behavior magnify that glory, it, it serves to draw others to him because he is the best thing we could ever have. And, and so that's what we mean when we say our lives are to bring God glory. It, it's to show others how great he really is. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a great reminder. Uh, and next thing that we really need to look at about mindset is what does the Bible really have to say 
about our mindset. And uh, we had several pieces of scripture here that that we're going to go over. Um, so maybe I'll just read them and then we can discuss these pieces of scripture. Yeah. Uh, so Romans 12, 2 was a key one that I felt really encapsulated this whole conversation. And uh, I loved it when you sent this to me. And do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And then Romans 5, 5 to 8 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And another one for Romans, uh, Romans 8, 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And then 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And that leads into 2 Corinthians 10.5, which says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And Philippians 2.5-6 says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. And then Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the final one we'll look at is Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And there's many, many more that we could go sure. into, but these these are great ones to, to really focus on. So what does the Bible really have to say? What, what do these verses tell us about having a proper mindset? I think the first thing they tell us is that we are responsible to set our minds someplace. And that if we don't, we're going to default, as I mentioned before, to something other than the right place. Romans 12, 2 makes it really clear that we're to be transformed by the renewal of our mind, which implies our mind is in a state that's in need of renewal. We, we don't think rightly as human beings, just naturally out of the womb. And so the notion that people have that children are innocent and they're born uh, without any kind of, of guilt or sin, well, that, that's just absolutely not true because we're born into a fallen world and we're born into a state of sin whether we've actually committed a sin or not. And so our, our body, our brain, our mind doesn't work properly like it should. But when Christ comes in, we saw there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he gives us his mind, which is a mind-blowing statement in and of itself. He gives us the ability to think about the world like he thinks and with his wisdom, with his intellect, with his power, so that we can interact in the world and engage with people in a way that is entirely different than our normal way of interaction. And so not only are we responsible to set our minds in the right place, we're responsible to do so in the power that he provides. That's probably a good 
stopping point. I'll stop and let you uh, have a few words there, Tony. Yeah, well, and I think that is very important uh, for us to remember and us to think about as we go through our day-to-day lives is that we've been given the gift of knowing Christ and being able to see what Christ has thought about different things uh, and given a perfect example of how we should be acting through his life. Uh, And a lot of people try and talk about humility and being meek and humble and they take that to mean that we don't speak up on different things and it's like that's not at all what that's talking about it means that we have these kind of conversations where we do speak up about our faith and and about what it means to be a christian and we need to have the knowledge of christ's mindset in order to go into our day-to-day walk with christ and have that example for people to look at us and be like, there's something different about this about this person. And recognizing that it's, it's Christianity, there's just something different. So we're not of the world. I mean, we live in the world, but we're not to be of the world, but to be of Christ and, and of God. Uh, so I'll let you continue in there. But that, that's definitely um, uh, something to remember as we as we go through this. And something you said there reminded me of another reality surrounding this issue of mindset. And that is, as we think is going to determine how we live. I mean, what you believe is going to determine how you interact with things. So for example, imagine that you believed, you truly believed there was no such thing as a law of gravity. Well, you would be prone to step off of buildings. You would, you know, jump out of a moving car and think there's no problem. I mean, all kinds of things would happen if you believed that, and they would happen in a detrimental way because you're believing something that is not true. And God's view of reality is the true view of reality. And so when we work, like Paul says in Romans 12, to conform our minds to the way that God thinks, that means we have to look at Scripture, see what it says about ourselves, the world, about God, and conform our thinking and our beliefs to those things. And that's what enables us to interact, as you were saying, in the in the culture and about issues in a way that brings God glory because we're speaking his version of the truth, which is the only version that really exists. It's, it is reality because exactly. God says it is. And so when people uh, speak out about how they feel about something, well, I understand feelings and I understand sometimes we have to wade through the feelings to get to the truth, but it really doesn't matter what we feel. It matters what God says is true. And so if we can have our minds around those things in a way that enables us to show up in the world with, with a God-honoring and, and truth-oriented mindset, I think we're going to go a lot further in helping people to see God for who he really is and thereby have their lives transformed. Exactly. And it's, it is just humbling to even just remember and to think that you know God does care how we think, how we act. He, he does pay attention to us in, in all the broad scale of, of how he v- views time. He still knows our thoughts and pays attention to our thoughts. And when you think about it that way, it, it is a, a humbling thing because it's like, yeah, in order to have a good example to show people, you have to change the way you think and change the way your mind is working and the thoughts that are going through your head, uh, trying to keep them pure uh, and and holy and in line with what the Bible has to say and what God, like you say, has to say, the truth that he presents. 
Um, just because you believe something to be true, that doesn't make it true. That's uh, and, and that's something that society these days really struggles with because they they have this concept in their head that just because I believe it's true, that means it's it's true. What's true for you is true for you. You, you can ha- have your own truth. And it's like, there is no your truth and my truth. There is one truth. And, and right. the Bible is very, very clear on what that truth is. And uh, with all the evidence, uh, ar- whether it's archaeological or even other historians mentioning along the Bible, it really just lines up perfectly with what the Bible has to say, telling us that the Bible is the truth that we are to follow. And it, it really gives us this broad light into what God is thinking. Uh, and I say broad, but really it, it it's broad for us, but it's really this tiny little bit of what God has to process yeah. and to think. It, it's, it, it is uh, really amazing, all the different things that God has to process. And yet, again, he thinks about, he thinks about us, but it's not all about us. It's about what's good for God and what is good for, for the world as a whole, because God cares about everyone. And so we have to remember it isn't about us. It, It really isn't about us. Even though God takes the time to think about us, it isn't about us. Yeah. He definitely has a purpose that's much bigger than us. I think it's Uh, pastor theologian john piper who once said uh, god may be doing thousands of things in your life at any given moment and you might be aware of two of them (laughs) you know it's just it helps me to have this perspective of the difference between him and me and how my focus and our culture's focus on me 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 and my truth and my experience and all of this really is very myopic just very short-sighted we don't get that there's a bigger thing going on and getting our minds aligned with God's truth enables us to get that. It enables us to move more in that direction. And it it flows out in very practical ways. I mean, you read Philippians chapter four. I mean, listen to all the things that Paul says. He says, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's anything worthy of praise, think, think, think with your mind, think about these things. So he's saying, when the gossip in the office comes up, that's not where your mind should go. When the the anger wells up in your soul and you want to be spiteful towards someone, that's not where your mind should go. You, you need to take charge of the way you think and make it a productive way of thinking yeah. so that it's advancing God's purposes and kingdom. Yeah, and that's something that in our society, it really is easy to forget it really is easy to to get wrapped up in in like you said gossip or your own anger uh when really you need to be thinking about how is this going to glorify god like what i'm saying is this is this something god would want me to say is this going to reflect well upon christianity upon christ is this really worth saying and when you start thinking like that, it does change what comes out of your mouth. It does change what your thought process is. Uh, and that's something really hard to do with today's society. It really is because there's so much thrown at us by the devil. The devil's definitely well at work. Uh, he, he's doing his job very, very well right now. And society and even many, many churches, sadly, are falling right into his trap. 
and not having that that proper thought process, that proper mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And in one of the passages we read that talked about taking every thought captive, that context, what that passage is in, is really a context in which there's there's opposition coming at you is the context that Paul's talking about. And so he's saying all these lofty speculations and, and philosophies and things come at you all the time. You are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So it's almost as if he's saying when the devil or some humanistic philosophy comes at you trying to convince you that it is true, that it has something to say that, that bears relevance to your life, you're to take that thought, not accept it as your own, but take it captive and put it under submission to Jesus Christ and say, what does Jesus say about this issue? That's where I want to put my thoughts. That's where I want to put my mindset. And that way we don't get swayed into the politically correct or whatever else uh, philosophies are, that are going on in our day, but we can stay focused on the truth of God. If you go back to that example about gravity, I mean, the, the more that person in the illustration aligns themselves with the truth that the law of gravity exists the more happy their experience is going to be. They're not going to be yeah. getting bumps and bruises. They're not going to be getting skinned up and hurt. Their life is going to go better. The same is true in this case. The more we align our thinking with the way God thinks and the way God says the reality is, the more our lives are going to go the way he intends. And that's a testimony to his wisdom. It's a testimony to his grandeur and his glory. And others see that and they look at your life and they say, man, what's different there? They're, they're, what's behind that? I want to know. I'm, I'm hungry for that, whatever that is. And the corollary of that is true as well. If we're living a life that isn't conformed to God's way, yet we're saying we're a believer, we're telling people we're a Christian, they know we go to church, whatever the case may be, we're giving a, a bad view of what God's influence in our life does. And they're putting up their hands saying, why do I want any of that? I can do that on my own. I don't need your God. You see, it's, it goes both ways, and, and it all starts with mindset. Yeah, and I think that's why we have to be so careful about what we're letting creep into our churches um, and into our faith uh, and uh, into what, what we say. Uh, and that's why I think digging into the scripture and prayer uh, is so important in everything that we do. Take everything to prayer and take everything through the filter of scripture uh, because God has given us a very clear guideline about how we're to think, what's supposed to be in the church, what's not supposed to be in the church. Uh, and people say, you know, it's all about loving. And, and you know, we're, if we love them, we're going to let them, we're going to let them uh, do this and do that. And it's like, yes, we, we can love them and we are called to love them. But that doesn't mean that we let the, let, whether it's LGBTQ or um, people with opposing religious views take leadership positions in our churches uh no we have doctrine that we're that we are called to follow and that's not supposed to sway based upon what society says um unlike i know what the catholic religion is is one that's been really really filtering right now and really um waning on things that should be basic doctrinal truths and uh, i even found out the other day that they changed the ten commandments to take out the second commandment about idols uh, mm -hmm. just to justify the worship of mary and saints mm -hmm. and that when i found that out i was like that's dangerous that that is really dangerous and that does alter your mindset it does change 
when you get to the point where you think you know better than the Bible and God, that you have a right to change what the Bible said, it's it tells us that your mindset is not in thoughts of God, it's in thoughts of the devil. The devil has creeped into your mind. Yeah. And and I've said I would not want to be the, the person who made that change in scripture when it comes judgment day, because uh, the Bible is very clear that we're not supposed to change and alter things in the Bible. That's how false teachings and cults and all that comes about. And we're warned time and time again about false teachers coming yeah. in. And we as Christians and as churches, we really need to guard against that, protect our church, protect our children, protect other believers from things like that creeping into our faith. And yeah, yeah. And I, I love the word key. you use there. I love the word you use there, protect. You see, when when we adhere to proper doctrine, that word itself can seem a little cold and a little mm -hmm. distant. And we like doctrine. We don't want to, you know, doctrine divides. You hear people say all the time, well, that's not true at all. Doctrine clarifies for us what is true. And Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And so the, the opposite of that is true. If you're believing a lie, it's going to put you in a state of bondage. And so doctrine clarifies for us what is true. It presents for us the path to freedom. It presents for human beings the ultimate path for good in their lives. And so for us to quibble about doctrine is not a, a, a small thing. It's an important thing. And so protecting the church from false teachers means we're we're protecting people from lies that could damage them and potentially destroy their soul in hell eventually. And we want to make sure that churches are are places where the pure doctrine of Christ is taught. And this all goes back to that issue of God's reality being truth and, and our mindset needing to be wrapped around that truth and filled with that truth and empowered by that truth day after day after day. Yeah. And uh, doctrine uh, too is something oftentimes when I see doctrine that kind of strays away from true doctrine and the truth is because people have taken verses in the bible and they're taking it out of context yeah uh, and i i always like to say you know when you look at a verse you don't just take that verse you look at the verse before it you look at the verse after it you look at the section it's in and that will give you the context and if there's any key words in there look at the greek the hebrew the aramaic meaning of those words because so often things are lost in trans translation and if you look at the true Hebrew, uh, Aramaic, or the Greek, you get the actual feeling for what that word meant. Because they had so many words for, for love or different types of father. Like there's just different types of meanings for everything. And if you take something and you just look at a verse and you just look at the words in that verse, you're not getting a full grasp on what it means and how you actually apply that to your life. That's how you get those false doctrines coming out. That's how you get false teachers and cults popping up. I mean, that's how uh, Mormonism has uh, has done uh, work there. That's how Jehovah Witnesses, that's how it's that's been impacted by those false teachings and taking things out of context or adding and removing things from scripture as they want. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. You've just heard Pastor Kerry Green and I talking about having the proper mindset in your faith and walking with Christ with that in mind and all the scripture references that 
refer to this and help you really keep in mind how you should be thinking, how you should be acting as you go through your life. And this is part one of that conversation. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow to listen to part two. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.